you must understand the whole of life not just one little part of it that is why you must read that is why you must look at the skies that is why you must sing and dance and write poems and suffer and understand for all that is life lovely code by j krishnamurthy a philosopher speaker and writer from india hello my name is malathi and this is my show titled the impressive empress here i talk to women leaders to understand what it takes to become a leader to understand their journey from within the journey to becoming a woman leader with a higher purpose our guest for the day professor dr parul shah is one of the rare combinations of performing artist cross cultural choreographer bharatanatyam guru a dance educator a scholar researcher arts administrator and a highly motivated human being though having a high educational quotient she decided to become a bharatanatyam dancer she enjoys being a woman is very passionate about dance and believes that dance connects people way better than words can professor shah was the former dean and head professor at the department of dance the maharaja sayaji rao university of baroda at vadodara currently she works as a principal investigator for mhrd ugc e content pg patashala and mooc's in swayam project in performing arts especially dance she is perhaps the first in performing arts of india to receive the koryo mondus heritage master fellowship as the visiting scholar of the erasmus mondus of the european union she was awarded the senior fulbright fellowship in 9293 for her pioneering work in movement analysis the notation in indian classical dance along with the laban movement analysis she got trained in the application of the same as therapy She is a recipient of many national and international awards for her creativity. She became very popular with the choreography of all the dances of the first Ramayana serial by the famous Sri Ramanand Saga which was re-telecast on National Doordarshan during March April 2020 with a special suggestion from the honorable prime minister Sri Narendra Bai Modi during her deanship in 1995 at the Maharaja Sayaji Rao University of Baroda a special garba festival was started for just women this unique garba event has carved a special name for the preservation and assimilation of this rich cultural heritage join me as she talks about her passion hard work and the support of her family and friends that enabled her reach great heights Namaste Parul ji Namaste Parul ji Good afternoon to you a very warm welcome to our show called The Impressive Empress where I'm talking to women leaders from especially women Indian women leaders from various walks of life trying to understand their inner journey their journey to their personal growth their journey to actually finding out their inner potential and actualizing it so trying to understand how they started where they started and where they are today so covering a few decades of their lives i'm very yeah. happy that you have taken this time out to join us to talk to us try to inspire uh, more women well, thank you so much marti ji and the concept with which you are doing this work uh, in the impress empress impress so it's it's an uh, amazingly new way of looking and when you work with women and think of uh, uh, indian women and the way they have uh, led their lives doing different things in society uh, your uh, uh, your idea and its propagation is something really admirable thank you parul yeah thank you very much i think indian women deserve a lot more and this is what i try to bring out in my tiny little way i should say there was a time when women were devis there was a time but then every time time changes 
and that change makes change. Yes. So again, we are trying to back go back to those glorious days. Yeah, I think yeah. even when the time has changed, Indian women, I think we have it all in us, within us, to bring that glory back to the forefront and not shy away from from the responsibilities or from our uh, skills and talents, whatever we have. I think. I, I think from the the times that I'm talking of Davies and times today, there has been a very logical understanding of humanity in the whole of Indian cultural traditions, and which is that the man and woman are both equal. If it is the, let's say, a bullock cart going on, if one wheel and the other wheel are not equal and moving in the same way, then there will be an imbalance and the cart cannot go. But here, both are going in the same way, same pace, with everything same, with the same responsibilities. That does not, that has so far not changed, though taken different shapes. And this I'm talking in a larger context. In smaller ways, things have changed somewhere, you're less, more, all, all has happened. But still, a composite understanding of Indian culture is an equality, a base of equality, which has not gone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think uh, are and were Indian women. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Before I uh, move on with the other uh, questions that I have prepared for you, I would like you to introduce yourself, uh, Parulji. Let, let us understand uh, the the uh, the beautiful path uh, that you have taken before we we get to hear your beautiful answers too. Uh, I am very proud to be an Indian woman. Uh, I enjoy being a woman, uh, and whatever has gone in my life or is going is all because of my enjoyment of being a woman. Uh, I am born and brought up in Vadodara, which is on the western coast of India. And uh, Gandhiji, Mahatma Gandhi or the Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi is born in this state. And so is the present Prime Minister of India, Mr. Modi. So that is the kind of state that I belong to. And the city is called the cultural capital of Gujarat. We have the one of the first universities with uh, 1949 a residential university with English medium. So it's in very liberal, democratic milieu that I'm born and brought up and lived my life. Though I have traveled all over the world, lived everywhere, but the kind of uh, freedom and space that I have got in Baroda is something very uh, creditable and unusual. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting, uh, Parulji. I mean, yeah. from your profile, I see that uh, your academics are quite diverse, from physics to a degree to in taxation, and then you went on to get a, a degree in a, a master's in music, and then in dance, and then studied movement analysis. You must certainly be feeling you must be feeling very proud of all that you have acquired. Can uh -huh. you? thought process and how these I, have helped your life. Yeah, I will uh, see. Uh, I'm one of the five daughters, daughters and the youngest of my family. We were five daughters and uh, 
something that my, our parents were very keen was giving us education if nothing else so uh, there is an engineer there is an architect there is a gynecologist uh, and there is a uh, business management person in the family all four daughters and i was also planning to be an astronaut astrophysicist and uh, but during my school days i learned bharatanatyam because uh, it was my some friends were going so why not school days it was a hobby so i joined first uh, vocal music and then i joined dance but it was more for fun and uh, just like that my total attention was in my academics and because i wanted to be a physicist uh, then during that period i came across my teacher my guru uh, who was the head of the dance department at that point and she was a tiny woman 4 foot 10 inches and but it was a person that you had to once you see her you had to look at her you could not ignore her so she was uh, i said this is what i want to be she was either hated or she was loved there was no in between and i said i want to be like this person so to be like this person what do you do you do what she was doing that was my simple logical understanding as in 16 17 year old and so from physics i shifted to dance but at the same time this love for physics and astronomy was not going away so at that point that is in 1970 uh, ms university allowed persuasion of two degrees at a time so here was morning 8 to 12:30 dance 12:30 to 5:30 physics math statistics 6 to 8 again dance that was the full day for me doing b muse the degree is called b muse but it is bachelor of music with specialization in dance similarly i completed bachelor of masters of music specializing in dance when i finished my bachelors i said no i don't want to do anything else just dance my father thought fine why not but my mother was little more concerned that uh, what they had no idea of what is dance in their life or where dance would take anybody they had no idea uh, we were educated highly educated brilliant people uh, but we were not much exposed to music and dance and whatever the general common exposure that people had was not very positive or conducive to a individual's life that's what they thought so uh, i my father was a lawyer so he said okay let's you can also study law so along with masters in dance i studied law and that's where taxation and everything comes after the masters no more nothing it's only dance it's only dance and so i did my phd then in 19 uh, 19 92 i got senior fulbright i i completed my phd in 83 and then uh, i was in usa for one year as part of the india festival doing choreography of two sanskrit plays with uh, kavalan panikkar narayan and philip zarali uh, so that was my first exposure to outside india and it opened my eyes in other different manner but still also it helped me recognize my country and myself much more uh, that was the time uh, i was married we were married and my husband was also in usa uh, completing his medical work uh, so it was a perfect time for for us because we had green cards and for us to settle in usa 
but somewhere along the line i now jokingly say that i wanted to see the colors of my country and see feel the sounds of my country so we came back in 85 uh and then when i went to senior fulbright i um, and before that i had started already working with the head of the dance department chairperson in the university of wisconsin in madison and her expertise was laban's movement studies which interested me into that and uh, so uh i also started working and then i uh got this senior full right to do more work on the um, movement analysis of the emotional states of bharatanatyam and uh, during that time i had learned i was starting learning uh, laban and the movement uh, therapy dance therapy and so all these things came about hmm. Yeah. very interesting uh, journey parul ji this is yeah. something uh, like there's passion there's purpose some yes. some go in the direction of their passion while some are very clear about their purpose and they move in that direction irrespective of what their passion is today the world says that follow your passion follow your passion if you want to be successful i think you are one person who has followed her passion but have you realized your purpose i am still in the process i don't think a, uh, the one lifetime is enough to realize uh, my passion my purpose yes it is on the right track i think but so much is there still to understand to comprehend so many issues i mean <clears throat> dance world is like <coughs> dance world uh, is uh, huge and <coughs> to be uh, able to understand and <coughs> excuse <coughs> excuse me <coughs> maybe you want to yeah just a warm water <clears throat> so the passion continues and uh, but i have still a lot and lot to understand and uh, practice in the world of dance because see i uh, as i told you in my background i come from a gujarati family in gujarat though the devadasis the first coming out from tamil nadu was to gujarat the court of gaikwads in 1886 but still people at large in india were not so exposed to the dance bharatanatyam or any format for that matter gujarat had these Uh, bharatanatyam and kathak and everything but still it is still even today it is more of a community of enterprising people with a nature which makes them do lot of adventure business and all over all over the world when we say that uh, there is a saying in gujarati that uh, jana pahunche ravi that is the sun where it cannot reach the poet will reach and jana pahunche kavi tya pahunche gujarati and even where a poet cannot reach a gujarati will reach so any corner of the world you will find this brilliant enterprising gujarati we are so free to take from people so many things but in the same process also our things go away because you can't keep everything with you so uh, it's in kind of balancing uh, 
area that and then i studied even my diploma in dance was part of the dance department it was the first dance program in the whole of india a university program and even today the faculty of performing arts at the maharaja sajirab university remains the torch bearer of the performing art institutions because here under one roof you can learn music dance theater all some people have dance some people have music some people have theater but here we have all one so my learning there was a bit different than what people are used to uh, in an one person institution here was a institution but it was the democratic institution and which projected the new political cultural life of india because in 1947 and this started in 1949 so here was a liberality a democracy so when we had dance classes i had four teachers in four years i did not study under one individual all my life i studied with different people though and because as you study in dance it is so much connect because it's body the bodies speak you learn to speak and understand the actions which do not have words but you understand much more through the movement that's where the movement analysis comes of laban which says that and that is what the bharatas natyashastra has talked about that the body is the spokesperson it is not the words words can fool you but the body actions can never fail so in this liberal atmosphere when i was studying i was not just exposed to the practice of bharatanatyam amargam its music its rhythms no not only that i was exposed to martha graham mars cunningham japanese buto the kudiyattam everything that is dance to understand about dance and it opened my vista much much more still because dance is what we say guru shishya parampara so the teachers were there and we had as much oneness uh, uh with them that is with any personal private guru so this is where my makeup of dance is i think and i i believe today i say that my first guru is the maharaja sayajira university because what it has taught me and what it has given me is much much more and then comes anjali ben who that lady that i talked to about this tiny one yeah. and luckily or unluckily for me she also passed away in 1979 with uh, at very young age so from 1980 onwards where i'm about 27 i had to do whatever i had to do myself yeah and uh, so it goes yeah. and this has resulted in you achieving so much you know not only as a performing artist you have also done a lot of cross cultural choreography mm. you have been a bharatanatyam guru you have been a dance educator a scholar a researcher and now you are also creating you have been invited by the uh, the ministry of uh, human resources uh, department to bring up uh, or to bring together an mooc kind of curriculum for learning yeah. performing arts yeah amazing uh, uh, journey this is what do you yeah. think have been your strengths that have helped you achieve all this uh 
One is uh, I, uh, I, I think I have realized the strength of a human being and dance is one thing which is giving you the freedom to explore the strength, I feel. When we talk of Ashtarasas and Navarasa, the understanding of human emotions is so much engrowned into you for years and years and years together that you can understand, explore and work in any situation with a lot of strength. Mm. So that has been my most uh, mm, strongest point of understanding, but which has come through dance. And uh, then, of course, is my family, my friends, and my students who have given a great life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we always owe it to so many people around us, so many systems around us. You know, when someone is successful, it's not just my success, it's not just my effort that makes me sit in a position or uh, claim success over something. I'm very um, uh, happy and uh, humbled to hear you mention all of these people who have supported you along your way. Um, there was one question which I had in mind and you have, uh, you know, it was as if you read my mind and you answered. How, how I will anyway uh, spell out the question for the benefit of others. So, yeah. Having, having seen the diverse applications of dance and by learning through, uh, mentioned you had, uh, every year you had a different guru and not just from India, but from across the globe. So how do you think the uh, performing arts as a profession or as a hobby enriches one's life? Uh, I believe very strongly that uh, any any branch of performing arts, uh, because we have this saying also from, I don't remember exactly which text, but it says that people who do not pursue any art form or literature or something like that in their lives are people without tales. You see, they're not humans. So art and culture, cultural orientation has a great uh, thing to play in any, any individual's life. Uh, it, it need not be for uh, pursuance as a career per se, but you enjoy that. So... And also Natya Shastra categorically says that it is not earth uparjanarthi, not to earn money through that. If it comes as a byproduct, it is fine. But if you think that you will learn Bharatanatyam and then you will earn money through that, in one and two, to meet these two is very tough. Very, very tough. It's because there are not too many performances happening. There are not too many jobs happening. So the scope is so very, very limited. And then there are so many, many, many people learning. So I sometimes very cynically say that there is a mass production without quality control. <laughs> but, but for your passion, for your enjoyment, for your love for life, you must practice and learn an art. Mm. So you can do a bank job or you can be the CEO of something or something, but go in the evening and practice dance and music for one hour, two hours. And now today we are talking of the stress busting and uh, so and so forth. But it is inherent. Like why was Ravan the great musician? Why did all the princes had to learn some music, some dance during their uh, learning period in any of the texts that you read? 
because of that that they had to experience the passion that any art form gives to the human being and so it is an must for every individual to pursue some or the other art form in even if in their early life the love will continue my son who uh, is a corporate lawyer but he learned tabla and even today he continues playing tabla after you know when the whole day's hard work is over then he will sit on the tabla and play for at least 10 15 minutes mm. this man nothing nothing gives me more pleasure than this very nice but i really liked uh, your comment or uh, when you mentioned that art helps you understand your strengths it kind of takes the attention inwards so i will is- tell you something uh, uh, you said the moocs and mhrd and all that so in 2012 uh i was uh, dean in the faculty of performing arts my second tenure uh when deanship is like needs lot of work uh, other than i i would enjoy teaching so i was i was not taking uh, away from my teaching area teaching i must do after 12 o'clock okay in the dean's office uh, so in 2012 i got invited by the ministry of uh, uh human resource development which is now and uh, the ugc university grants commission they had planned uh, uh, this uh, uh, courses on computer learning from computers so here is the course is in performing arts so first i didn't pay any attention i said this is nonsense for whole one whole year i did not pay attention then i realized there is that during that time i was talking to some of the very well established dancers and critics and i think 99.9% were saying that how can dance or music or theater be taught to anybody through uh, the computer screen how can you do that and so everyone was putting down that idea so okay no then i i was uh, selected as the heritage scholars by erismus mundus of the european union i spent about four weeks in northampton university in britain and then on coming back uh, i thought why don't i try something uh, and this brings me to 2014 and uh, i said let's try so uh, we along with my uh, colleagues and friends prepared a module for teaching uh, this and i was supposed to i went in the morning uh, to delhi i presented the module and in the same meeting we were given the whole project of 16 papers each with 35 modules and about 1 1 crore 25 lakhs rupees which is a very high fund for india and uh, next day this is very important next day my chemotherapy started so it was as we were preparing these modules i was going through my treatment it was 2 years and 2 years 2014 to 16 2014 2014 2016 and you will not believe of all the 77 subjects we were the first ones to complete the whole project so i think that dance and academics and learning gave me strength to come across and fight the disease which is kind of life killing yeah so uh that's 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 the way uh, to me dance is yeah you have not only gone the extra mile i think you have gone the extra long mile uh, yeah. to to bring the benefits 
to more people, I would say, because today during this COVID situation, uh, most of it has happened online. And, and those uh, uh, Swayam modules, they are online uh, anywhere in the world. People can see, they are seeing and learning. Because I realized that in Baroda, if there was not this university, where would I learn dance? Because there was nobody to teach me dance. And in Baroda, we have now few people, but outside Baroda, in small places, where will anyone be teaching and learning dance? So I realized that technology has some great positive contributions that it has helped uh, us to learn and after this five, four years and in the as you see in the present situation last year we started MOOCs that is massive open online courses which is again this is all free offered by the government of India so uh, the first Natya Shastra course is offered now and the second one will go so you just register and you learn that's it period nothing so it gives you so much uh, and wherever you are in the world, in the Timbuktu, anywhere, you wherever there is a connectivity, you learn. Mm. And this is a privilege. Right now, it is the greatest privilege that we all have. Nobody expected something like this, this present situation of pandemic to happen. But it has happened. And all the more that the uh, this uh, learning modules are useful. Exactly. So so very true. I mean, yeah. at a time and at an at an age when so many people would just want to retire, you are still so active with with all that you are doing. Oh no! I have my seniors at eighty who are dancing. Hmm. So. I have a long way and uh, there are illustrious people way, way ahead of me. Okay. So I have, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. But what is your motivation to do this? My, my motivation is simple that human life is given to you once in lifetime. When you come and when you're going, nobody knows. During this time, if you can be just a little honest within yourself and if you can contribute a tiny little something to people around you, to the society, to your family, that's it. That is my motivation. Today, uh, I'm... I'm saying these days, I'm saying much more loudly than earlier that I have now nothing to lose or gain. So let me work for dance. Whatever I have, I want to give to dance. That's all. So working for dance, living for dance is, I think, my inner motivation. Yeah, truly, truly interesting. But, uh... You have also mentioned that most of your dance productions are women-centric. You have also started a women-only Garba festival in, in, in Baroda. How do you set, come up with such concepts and uh, how has uh, this impacted? Uh, I, as I come from a family of five daughters uh, and life has always has its ups and downs and I I am seeing things that or feeling things that uh, women want to say and I want to say so my only medium is dance uh, I did uh, with uh, Peggy Choi uh, she's an American uh, Taiwanese Taiwanese American a dance person uh, so, um, they are also exposed to Ramayana and Mahabharata. And as on our discussions, uh, we realize that we want to, a lot of people do, interpret Draupadi. 
and uh, so we came up with this idea of abhishek that draupadi ultimately says that all of you who are sitting here my loved ones my revered ones my gurus my family my husbands you have publicly watched my rape and kept silence this is my curse on all of you that again and again till you all don't get up and stop the situation will repeat so that is abhisha then i had one kanyavidai uh, which is the story of shakuntala and in my uh, ultimate uh, end i said that uh, hey mother earth give me space part for me i don't want to live in this world where my loved one forgets me i have to show my purity i would prefer to go away so these are the kind of things that i feel very intensely and i my dance is the only way that i can take it out or recently uh we did a dance drama called rajalakshmi which is the story of the city of baroda and the coming up of my university so that is the story of the woman that is the rajalakshmi of the city so these are the kind of things that i do and uh my first tenure as the dean in 1995 uh as you perhaps know uh, uh the whole of gujarat is so kind of uh, mesmerized so much involved in garba you know for it's our our uh, great passion garba uh but last so many years the uh, the garba which was performed is the mother goddess worship uh everything remains but the mother goddess the women are kind of side track and this huge pandals where 20 30 40000 000 youngsters dance there is no space for maybe a person like me or you or because it's like a frenzy and people are dancing so i thought why not start a garba for the women by the women of the women so at that point in baroda the mayor was a woman so she provided us 80 trucks of nice uh, mitti to level the garden uh, one of my uh, close friends she was a good singer so she said i will sing and that's how we created a garba and we created uh, something that uh, garba has to be also sung it is not a playback singing that you go on dancing ding 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 and somebody goes on singing you need to sing because through this movement through the recitation and uh, through the worship the mother goddess is evoked it is the feminine energy which is evoked so even till today i am trying my hardest best that at least 30 40 women together will sing five garbas no more and dance so in my performing group i insist that on the stage we have to sing ourselves it's not going to be play back singing so and then from that time 96 the the women garba continues till last year this year we won't be able to do yeah from the way you are saying it actually brings me to the spot where the garba is happening so much ah. so that i want to visit it the next yes. time <laughs> yes so with yes. this work comes the next question especially for women of you know, the work life balance can you talk a little bit about your role as a as a woman you know as a woman we have multiple roles as a daughter as a sister as a mother and now as a mother in law perhaps or as a grandmother 
and your profession how do you balance uh i think i i am one of the lucky few where the family support my family my husband especially my husband understood my passion for dance my love for dance and not only passion and love the requirement of the dance field that i have to work with musicians my hours are not under my control when you are rehearsing you are practicing my i had to go at 8 in the morning to the college till at least 1 in the afternoon and again in the evening 5 to 8 during that time uh, my son when he was growing uh, we uh, had my parents to help so that was a great help that uh, my parents were there and then uh, shashwat my son would travel with me to the faculty in the evening so uh, that's the re- that's the way we kind of managed with each and every one supporting each and every one and uh, uh, almost uh, till he was about 11 or 12 years 10 years old he accompanied me in all my performing tours and that is the reason today he is a world traveler and he enjoys life because he experienced life in all kinds of uh, situations and places sometimes it was five star hotel and sometimes it was a very rustic uh, village kind of a place where we had to go and perform so uh, but it is uh, it most of the time it worked out it may have uh, some uh, issues at some points but n- n- no most of the time i think it was the family uh, and their sensibility to me more than dance to me they valued me so much they value me even now so much that uh, uh, and they realized that my i was crazy and stupid in love with dance so uh, it's better that we accept and we help her to come over this love affair so that's it you have been uh, one of the lucky few to have the support system and have actually benefited out of it but in all this there might have been some sacrifices that you had to make some change in priorities that you need to make some adjustments that required can you please know uh, i uh, there are many areas in which uh, a woman especially because these are the dance and music and theater are in a sense traditional mediums so a woman see you can see uh, bharatanatyam is more associated with tamil nadu and the southern areas here is in gujarati so i am already marginalized in that area i am not sitting at the feet of the guru i study in an university at the young age of 41 i received senior fulbright fellowship which is unusual for any performing artist all over india and at almost the next year i become the first woman dean first professor and woman dean in the faculty of performing arts which is so tradition bound so things go up and down but it is the strength of dance which teaches you to survive and go ahead beautiful very beautiful i was going to ask you you know as women uh, indian women when we take to dance it is something very natural and it is kind of expected of us especially in the times when when you and i grew up but 
was it easy to assume the kind of leadership position that you have taken as a as a professor and dean and how was it or how was it different when a man is a dean very tough very very tough it may be um, i i i i think it's my observation that for all women in any field when you come to this level of taking leadership it gets tough as long as you are in the middle area in the lower area people are very happy to you because you are the best people who work who are most sincere and that's it but as you go higher up it gets tougher it gets very tough and sometimes the survival is a problem so and i also went through such phases yeah especially uh, even today we see success and likability are negatively correlated where it concerns a woman so have you also experienced this dynamic at at work in india outside india uh much less outside india mm -hmm. a lot here mm -hmm. much okay. less outside india i don't know how i have been lucky but outside india there is tremendous value of my work in me mm. here also there is very um, high value of my work in me but uh, there is always a but there is always a but Uh, reservation uh, difficulties at times non acceptance mm -hmm. your putting your head on the wall have all happened and maybe few happening mm -hmm. yeah so what what can the coming generations the next generations do that can change the situation what can we do different see uh, one needs to understand the spirit of democracy the spirit of freedom and the strength and power of hard work if these three can go then the next generations because they are so brilliant they get so much of everything if i earn 300 rupees a month today's young person at that age earns at least 50000 a month so everything is much but in dance like uh, you can be at 15 an entrepreneur and and start a business and you can earn millions yes but how will you dance without 10 15 years of grilling hard work how will you go top of the world how will you earn that much money these like let's say a medical surgeon how will she or he without practicing really hard working hard through the studies and through their uh, internships and so and so forth become a great surgeon master it is it is all there is no in tant in that area same way in dance in music in theater there is no instant this is a grueling grueling fact that the youngsters have to accept but they are privileged they have so much information so much knowledge so using this and this together they should be able to reach the top much faster if it took me 30 years the young person can reach in 20 15 and years brilliant brilliant so you have all along we have spoken about the positive aspect about your strengths has there has there been something that you have been afraid of some weaknesses uh i am afraid of uh what actually my family says you you are so stupid you are not afraid of anything 
<laughs> so I don't know, uh, but I I I'm I do not like cruelty. I cannot stand cruelty. It can be to the humans. It can be to the animals. Uh, I don't like. Yeah. I I don't like. I will not. Uh, or if I can't face or if I can't do anything, I run away yeah. from there. So this is my strong weakness, very strong weakness. Oh, but I can't help. I've tried, I've tried, but I can't help. Yeah. So uh, David Brooke. And, and my another thing is uh, I forget very easily because yeah, if something has happened, so it has happened. Now it's gone. Why would I want to carry the burden and move ahead? Then I can't move ahead. So sometimes it is negative that I don't remember such things. And sometimes it is good because thank God it's gone. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there, there's a very beautiful word in uh, Sanskrit for this. Agadita Katana, they say. So bringing yes. two opposite things together, yeah, I also have the same uh, strength or weakness, whichever side we want to look at. So uh, that's, why, that's why you said in the beginning that we connect so well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's again a blessing. That's, that's definitely a blessing. Yeah. Yes. So uh, David Brooks, a columnist for the uh, New York Times, uh, he once made a list of six basic human needs uh, that humans have in order to have a, in order to live a meaningful life: certainty, variety, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. And uh, I'm sure you have excelled in all of these, and I'm sure you're living a, a very meaningful life. I would like you to leave us with one core message that you received from your gurus or from the people that you look up to and something that's been your guiding light? Be what you are, honest to yourself and love life fully. Hmm. I didn't get the last one. And love? Love life fully. Love life fully. Very beautiful. Beautiful like you, Parulji. This, this conversation has been so amazing. So much of wisdom that you have rolled out to all of us to, to grab. And uh, once again, thank you so much for your time and words. Thank you. Thank you. A great pleasure. And uh, uh, thanks to your... Your, you, your organization, and your audience. And I wish all of you so very well. And inshallah, someday we will meet. Thank you, Paranji. Goodbye. As Jay Krishnamurti said, Dr. Shah has danced her way to understand so much about life and enjoys working even today to help aspirants actualize their potential. Thank you, Paranji for putting your soul into your dance so people understand that language of dance. Salutations to such inspirers in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you liked this conversation and found it inspiring. If you think this could help transform minds, please share this with like-minded people. You can listen to this podcast, The Impressive Empress, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbeans, Stitcher, and Player FM. Got a question that you want me to ask our next guest? Please do write to me at empress at bhogya.online E-M-P-R-E-S-S at B-H-O-G-Y-A dot online. Please subscribe and follow the Impressive Empress on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest. Bye. Until the next time, take care.